0: What's up, everybody? This is your boy Vet OG, host of the Smoke Pit Storytime Podcast. Well, this is season two, episode two. The uh the was going. I've got my my friend here, Collapsing Terrium 15, at the free rifleman from Twitter. What's up, brother?
1: How's it going?
0: Oh, it's going. About to take a nice uh, sip from this Miller High Life.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I I just I just had delivered to me a new bottle of Makers 46, which Ooh. is one of my favorite, favorite bourbons.
0: Dude, I love that one.
1: Showed oh, up God. just in time. This is a great I'm, – I'm telling you, brother, let's toast the collapse right now. It's, hey. it's a cheer.
0: Hey, cheers to the opening of the Ke- collapsitarian Olympics. May we are od- in it. May the odds ever be in your favor.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: Man, yeah, Makers 46 is is one of my favorites as well. Um, I don't drink bourbon often anymore. Um, it tends to make me a little irritable. Um, I drank a lot of bourbon and um, Irish whiskey in the Army, so it probably just kind of goes back to that switch.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. See, in, in my Army days, Um, I was a beer drinker probably 95 99% of the time. Yeah. And the only time I drank hard liquor was when um, I was over in Korea and we had rations. And so you can only have so much beer and you can have so much liquor. And if if you found someone who was a liquor drinker, Uh you could trade rations. So you would go pick up, you know, you get beer, then you get liquor, and then you'd bring the, the liquor back and you'd swap it out with somebody and they would give you the beer. And so mm-hmm. you had like a little, you know, black market uh, side action going on.
0: Which tends but, to happen yeah. in, uh, whenever yep. there is some sort of prohibition of black market. Free market, That's right. free market yeah. provides. That's free market, uh, not black market.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. You're right. You're right. It's the, <laughs> you're, you're using the right word. It's free market. And so, yeah, it was it was crazy it was crazy it good times though right
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. i, mean, I, I,
1: I drank liquor that i i'd never tried before in my entire life you know and and some of it just wrecked me i i remember i remember uh going to like some freaking margarita party and <laughs> they ran out of margarita mix but they didn't run out of tequila <laughs> and 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 i remember doing um I remember doing, like, keg stands, uh, keg stands with a beer bong with tequila in it. Oh,
0: I did that. Oh, my gosh, dude. I did that with Jägermeister once.
1: And, and then I remember the next morning, my my platoon sergeant came to check on me. I, I know him. Still to this day, I could actually pick up my phone and call him. I, I have his phone number. <laughs> but um, it, it's really funny. Uh, I re- I remember him coming in to check on me and the next morning and and and, and, he, and he and he looks at me and he's like, What the hell did you do? Because you know he knew he was gonna need to check on me. Right. And and apparently I was a combat lifesaver at the time. I had pulled out um my IV bag, uh or my combat lifesaver bag. I started two IVs, one on each foot. <sighs> And I don't even remember doing it. Like, that's crazy. That, and I woke up and both the, IV bags, <laughs> yeah, both the IV bags were hanging, you know, like in the barracks where you've got, you know, the concrete style barracks, the uh, the brick, you know, or the concrete concrete block ones. Right. And, and they have those little stickums that, mm-hmm. you know, end up getting left everywhere. And everybody says, oh, I'm not going to pull that off. I'm just going to paint right over it. And so right. you always have like all these, you know, uniquely positioned stickums like everywhere with the little hooks on them and everything
0: yeah like the little command strip dude
1: thing yeah, exactly i had i had two iv bags hanging you know one from each one right there at the foot of the bed and you know had yeah, apparently they were flat i mean they were just like empty <laughs> <laughs> but i slept <laughs>
0: that's awesome can you start two you. on your feet on
1: yourself blackout drunk now that you know uh, what you know what he told me he's like from now on you are our primary (laughs) combat lifesaver
0: (laughs) (laughs) to see what you can do sober (laughs) and conscious exactly oh man yeah i was always the dude because i I went to college for a year before i joined the army i I went in um when i was 19 i turned 20 in basic yeah and uh, But I'd gone to college for a year, and I was in a fraternity, and I was like the social chair. So I was doing all that stuff. So in the Army, I was always the one that made the hunch punch. Yeah. And uh, made it in a uh, styrofoam cooler the first time, and uh, we had to transfer it to something else because it started breaking the cooler down. But uh, it was funny because people were like, man, there ain't nothing in this. This tastes just like Kool Aid. I was like, how many have you had? They're like, three. I'm like, yeah, you might (laughs) want to stop. Man, I don't taste it. I'm going to go to the bathroom. They get up and they go, oh, oh, no. And they sit back down. I'm like, yeah, I told you.
1: (laughs) That's the same. It's the same way with soju.
0: Yeah. So, So, soju. I can't can't even smell that.
1: I'm telling (laughs) you what, that shit, it will sneak up on you. And the second you go to stand up, it's gonna be there like a snake bite. Yeah, It's gonna hit you just as hard as anything you've ever had. It's hilarious.
0: Oh, it's it's rough, man. That's why, like, I just if I am gonna drink it, it's pretty much gonna be either beer or it's gonna be like Wild Turkey One Hundred and One.
1: Yeah, just I, you know, you stick with what you know and you stick with what you can manage, yeah. and then you just learn how to get away from the stuff that you can't.
0: Well, the thing about the wild turkey 101, I know what's coming.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's,
0: that stuff makes no bones about what what's going on.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Although, I, I did an interesting experiment, though. I uh, last year I brewed I brew my own beer from time to time, and uh, I brewed a bourbon barrel stout. Well, when I built the recipe, you know, I don't have a bourbon barrel to age it in, so I got these uh, bourbon barrel um chips and uh from the homebrew shop and it's basically just shredded jack daniels barrels and um but they use good barrels so i basically i I poured out the 101 into um, a one gallon fermenter i had uh, over top of the wood chips and left it for a week yeah and uh after it tasted like weller
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah I was I like I, I just b- turned
0: a 20 I just turned a $25 bottle of liquor into a $200 bottle of liquor.
1: Exactly. Yes. And and you know I did a batch of uh mead and it was oh, my yeah. very very first batch of mead and I I had to go to Europe on a trip. It was a work trip. And about halfway through the trip I remembered that I was supposed to rack my mead before I left. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh shit, I'm gonna ruin this mead. And so, I got back from the trip, and uh, and and you know, I panicked. You know, panicking. I, uh, I call, I call my, uh, you know, my my local, you know, distributor that you know gives you like all the different kits and stuff like yeah. that that you use, the home, right?
0: The homebrew shop.
1: Yeah, the homebrew shop, and and, and the and the dude that answers is like a mead aficionado. And I was just getting into me at the time. And, and I was like, I was all panicked and I was like, I forgot to rack it and now I've racked it, but I'm not sure, you know, like how long I'm supposed to wait before I bottle it, you know, do I need to, to, to let it sit longer? You know, it's like, you know, we're right at the nine month mark, you know, yeah. and I'm like, it, do I let it sit longer? You know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. You'll worry worry yourself to death about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, especially when it's your first, you know, when you're, when
0: you're, yeah, when you're first starting out, like you just, yeah, agonizing over the Uh,
1: every time. And and I used, I used local honey to make it. Uh huh. So in Arizona, you know, we have mesquite trees everywhere. And, you know, people use mesquite to smoke meat, right? Oh, yeah. So, so we have mesquite trees and I used Africanized bee honey in in this in this in this uh and i had no idea i was like oh you know he's like oh yeah no it'll have a nice smoky flavor really good some people really like it and so i went ahead and uh and he told me he's like go ahead and put the hydrometer in so i, I put the hydrometer in i don't remember what the count was but i want to say it was like 16 or 17 or 18 you know and and i i gave him the number and you, i i said you know is is that is that good He's like, hell yeah, it's good. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, you need to bottle that now. He's like, try a little bit, see what you think. And I poured, I poured a little bit. You know, I did a five gallon carboy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I, I poured a little bit and I tasted it. And, you know, it took me right back to drinking uh, whiskey sours Uh uh-huh. back in the day, you know, when, when you couldn't quite handle whiskey. So you drank whiskey sours and, um,
0: I'm and my wife likes this.
1: Oh, they're good. Yeah. yeah. And for, you know, it, I hate to say it's a chick drink because it's not really, but you know, for guys that, you know, drink whiskey, you know, shots, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. the truth is if, if you don't like whiskey, you might actually like whiskey sours. Mm. And so, or an old you know, fashioned, exactly. Good old fashioned, you know, same deal. And so I, I tried it and I was like, Hey, this isn't bad. Do you know, to this day, I have friends That are like, hey, when are you making another batch of meat that's like that? That was the best damn meat I've ever had. I don't even know. Maybe I did mess it up, but I messed it up in a good way. I have no idea.
0: Well, the thing I've never been
1: able to I've never been able to copy Yeah how I made that batch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you don't have like a whole team of scientists, you know. Exactly. I, I mean to be able to make things consistently for brewing, that's when you know you're You're achieving mastery when you can yep damn near recreate what you did before,
1: yeah, it's collapsitarian science right there
0: it is man, and it's um <laughs> I mean really all it is is it's ninety eight percent cleanliness, and then the rest of it is don't burn anything and make your yeast happy
1: right and they'll
0: yeah. do they'll do the rest,
1: yeah, that's right. Yep. Anyway, so listen, I, I'm sure we've really teased all of our listeners. Um, and that, <laughs> and, when, and when they when they dial in on this, they're going to be like, oh, damn, I need a poor drink. Yeah. But uh, we're just tonight, prepping you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So tonight I'm, I'm, I'm drinking my 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 just my my standard go to, you know, I, I had my I had my uh, shot of bourbon, you know, my nice little two finger, three finger, pour. And now uh, you know i'm I'm just drinking a nice summertime drink. you know, today was a little bit warm here, mm. and so I have my nice summertime drink, which is a, a bourbon uh, lime juice and tonic water, which nice. you know it it's it's one of those ones where you know you in you know in Arizona, you can get dehydrated real easy, and mm-hmm. so it's a nice one that kind of keeps you hydrated and um, you know I have the sound of freedom here, hold on. <laughs> okay there you go freedom beans yep yep gotta plant those man I, i'm yeah. working on planting more so i got i got them growing
0: well this is but uh anyway. this is my freedom sound that i can make
1: oh that's nice
0: it's my C R uh kate my uh hisatsu auto knife
1: <laughs> oh there you go that's good too
0: yeah yeah i like i like that blade shape man that's for getting inside the riblets
1: you know what, I, I just, I picked one up on Amazon or eBay yesterday. I have this thing about the uh, the standard trench knife.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just the standard, you know, good old-fashioned, you know, trench knife. And, yeah. uh, and they have different versions of the trench knife. I don't know if you saw the video of the uh, gal that was stabbed in... Um, in dc last night
0: uh i'd seen it past like the videos and stuff i didn't watch the video
1: well i slowed it down they have one where it's like the whole video you know it shows i slowed it down i I wanted to see how they set that up but Mm -hmm. basically the person with the knife moved around like they were a non-involved party Uh uh-huh and then they came in, and they actually went for her kidneys. Huh. Now, obviously, you don't want to take a knife to a gunfight, right? Right. But what I will tell you is, is that, you know, hand-to-hand, edged weapons and and, and standard weapons, whether it's a pistol or, or a rifle, which you shouldn't have left behind, you know, in the first place. You know, it they all come together as like legs of a stool, and, and you don't want to be unbalanced mm-hmm. in uh, in combat. And what that means is, is that hand to hand, you know, combatives, uh, you know, whether it, it's a martial art or whether it's you know bar brawling, you know, I, I don't have a preference honestly, just simply because for every type of martial art I've seen. You know, you know, even in MMA, you can see that. You, you know, sometimes they'll take a purist martial art and they'll pit it against another martial art, and you'll see one martial art do better than the other. Well, that's not really a scientific, um, you know, because you know what you don't have is, is you don't have the same person. Yeah. So may- maybe if they both used the same the same martial art, the, the same one would have won.
0: Yeah, I mean, you so got like you got like uh, Machido or exactly or uh, Wonder Boy, who were like traditional karate guys. But uh, I mean, yeah, those kind of guys. I'm a fan of Wing Chun. Yeah, I I'm, mean, a, that, I'm a that, fan
1: of Wing Chun. I, I like the old I like the old school stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you if you watch any of the movies um, that 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 came out with uh, with Wing Chun. Uh, that were really good you know that like it, some of the man um, dude yeah like it man you know that that is some cool shit
0: so donnie that, yen is a bad son of a bitch that
1: wasn't around when i was training wing chun you know yeah. and and we're we're looking at this wooden dummy and saying what the fuck is that and what do we do with this right i mean it's just it, it but you know it kind of takes you back and then when i watched the movie and i i watched all all what four five six seven i don't know how many there yeah. are. I watched them all. And, um, and, and and when when I when I when I went through and I, I you know, I, I watched those movies and I watched him training. And I thought to myself, you know, look at how old this guy is. And he's still he's still on that wooden dummy and he's still working on those, what, 88 moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought to myself, you know, that right there is dedication. It's that worth. is like a, a perfect art.
0: Mm-hmm. and think you about know, someone that's at that high a level still running fundamentals
1: well and the thing was he didn't really consider himself that high of a level no he just considered himself someone who cared you know and and it seemed like every time that he got the call that you know it was like okay this is your duty you know some of which his wife was not happy about if you remember in this series Mm -hmm. you know and the reason why i'm bringing that up is because some of us might might be faced with some decisions that our families may not be thrilled about either fair point right
0: yeah i've already had that conversation
1: yeah so um but anyway it was uh it was a really good uh really good movie but anyway that's just that's just one teeny tiny little sliver of one leg of that four legged stool in combat, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, hopefully the magazine loading is not distracting. I think it's soothing personally.
0: Oh no, it's fine. uh, Familiar sound.
1: Yeah. It's a Zen. It's a Zen uh, opportunity for me. And um, it also uh, helps me focus on um, what it is that we're talking about, but Anyway, it's like if a, you get back to the four like a, legs of this stool, like, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I was,
0: I was going to just jump in real quick. It's like a fidget spinner for men.
1: I was thinking of it as like a metronome.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's
1: yeah. better. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the fidget spinner, yet, yeah, I, I did have one actually. And yeah,
0: um, we used to call I them uh, Balasong.
1: Yeah. When I first. Yeah, because exactly, because, you know, some meetings that I go to, you know, conference rooms and stuff like that, not exactly the place that want, people want to see, like songs and stuff like that brought out. Um, but but a fidget spinner uh, worked out for me pretty well. Um, you know, it's it probably looks weird because somebody's like, well, what's he doing under the table? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tubing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, just never mind. You keep your eyes on the uh, on the screen
0: look me in the (laughs) eye (laughs)
1: that's right yeah hey did you see did did you see the uh fingerprint stamp card uh floating around that said uh dear atf no oh man oh it's so funny so somebody took a fingerprint uh card and it it has dear atf atop atop of it And, and then and then and then they took, they took and, and and got ink on the end of their member and did a mushroom stamp in the middle of the freaking, and I mean it's not even like solidly upright properly on the fingerprint card, but it's hilarious. Oh my that, gosh,
0: that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, literally, to me, that's like the meme of the year, and it oh, was yeah. and it was dropped perfectly, perfectly <laughs> timed because people are like oh shit what am i gonna do with all of my uh, ar pistols i built
0: yeah i guess you you have to use them
1: yeah well yeah that's that problem solved yeah
0: i've had a you know I, i even said the joke before but i just never like i said i've you know but you hear this all the time oh i lost all my guns in a fishing accident or i guess it's time to start burying them in the backyard i'm like if it's time to bury them, it's probably time to use them.
1: So I have an addendum to that because, you know, I I've said both. Okay? Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not innocent here and I'm not guilty in either uh, in either assessment. But what I will tell you is if you have intentions on using versus burying, there's, there's one thing that you might want to consider. And that is maybe the extras get cashed somewhere
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that you have them for later mm-hmm. or for others to use. If something happens to you, right. You know, that's, I mean, a good idea. think think about it and, and consider it, you know, I kind of look at it as like, it's like a trust fund, right? Right. You know, the whole idea of having a trust fund is that, um, you know, when you die, the government doesn't come in and take possession of all of your property. Right. it, 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 it It everything belongs to the fund or the trust rather you know the trust Mm -hmm. and so if you consider you know a trust being you know it's in a sense it's kind of like a um
0: like a savings account it's
1: its its own entity yeah in in other words like you know how like corporations are technically considered a person
0: right that's how i did that's how i did the nfa stuff
1: yeah and so a, a trust is the same way, yes, and an NFA trust is the same way. So, but if you consider that, you know, if you've got friends, if you've got family, uh, different things like that, you know, probably start reading them into some of these programs that uh, that maybe you have tucked away, to where when it when it's time, you know, and something does happen to you, you know, it's not like. Every single firearm that you owned is sitting in a safe that no one has a combo to. Right. Yeah. You know, think about it this way, and, and I hate to go back to Walking Dead, but there is a there is a scene where they're actually uh, going and uh, cracking safes, opening safes, maybe drilling safes. I don't know what it is that they were doing, but they were pulling things out of safes, and of course, you know, they're finding silencers you know, or suppressors and, 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 and different things like that, different NFA uh, type items that are uh, that were kept in safes and stuff. And, and that it may be valid in the fact that he was the sheriff, he might've actually known where those things were kept. Mm-hmm. And if those people were gone, then, you know, he would go you know, retrieve them for what they had coming ahead. But um, and, you know, suppressors definitely have their tactical advantage. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, they are definitely a, uh, a, um, a, uh, a mul- you know, a multiplier in that, in that regard. Um, but, you know, think about it from that perspective and think, okay, so the shit has hit the fan and, and maybe something's happened to you. Does the rest of your team or your, you know, even if it's your inner circle of your team or whatever, did they have the ability to carry the mission out without you? Just like, you know, as NCOs, you know, we were taught, you know, train, train, train the dudes below you what your job is, and then learn the NCO's job above you what their job is, so that if something happens to you or something happens to your boss, you know, you you know they know exactly what they need to do to step up. So sorry, I, I know these are some heavy, these are some heavy notes right here that we're talking about. But I think it's something that if we don't start talking about it, even amongst ourselves, amongst our friends, you know, our family or whatever, you know, it, it, these are things that probably you don't want to miss out on.
0: Yeah, because you can you can be rest assured that uh, other people are having conversations, you know.
1: Well, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we don't know what is in our future. We really don't, you know. If, if I, if I knew, you know, and it's, it's scary. The number of people that have come back to me and said, man, you called it, skip, you nailed it. You got this. And, and the thing is, you know, all I'm doing is looking at what the potential for what, for what could happen. And I'm picking the worst outcomes of that. And that's what I'm trying to prepare for. Right. And so. Unfortunately, yes, you're right. The pessimistic side of my thought process has been unfortunately a little bit more accurate than what I even like it to be. But that notwithstanding, you know, we'll just keep going and we'll, you know, just use this as a training event, right? Or a learning event.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, I started uh I picked up um the Concrete Jungle and Prairie Fire and I've been reading those. And uh, yeah. shout out to uh, Clay Martin. Um,
1: you know, I really enjoyed that podcast that you guys did. He did a really great job.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well. And um, I'm glad you liked it. I did, Sometimes I feel, I, and I was this way when, when you first came on the show, I feel like when I'm interviewing somebody that uh, that I admire or respect, at least the first time, it, I feel like, uh, remember Chris Farley used to do that bit on Saturday Night Live, and he'd be like, Hey, you remember that time when uh, you did that thing that was really cool? Yeah, that was the best. He's like, Because he, he's all nervous and shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
0: So that's how I felt like I sounded in there.
1: <laughs> oh, I, it didn't sound like that to me at all. It's just you, you do a real good job of uh, of, you know, when you're uh, when you do podcasts, and you know, I, I've never actually been the person that hosts the podcast i always tend to be the person that's like yeah sure you know it's, that's because all the hard work is on your end i mean if you think about it the technological you know aspects of you know setting up the account and set it up and you got the time scheduled and you know and all that kind of stuff i i think that that actually takes a little bit of work it and does. and and quite frankly, I think that you guys that, that set these up and put these together, you know, are are, are to a degree, maybe underappreciated. Seriously, because I, I know there's work involved, you know, whereas the only thing I did to prepare for this is just be me, you know. <laughs> and, I, you know, of course, I checked all the news outlets and or at least, you know, the non fake news outlets and um you know checked checked with all you know checked the pulse so to speak you know what's going on um you know quite frankly you know i i i talked to a friend of mine and they're a hardcore and capper hardcore we used to shoot together and uh hear some more freedom sounds and um hardcore and and uh and, and i sent him a meme about the election and he came back and he said oh dude there's an election i i didn't even <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even realize i had no idea really funny really wow. funny dude yeah yep yeah. he was he was one of those like you you get those like really hard holdouts that are like i'm a minarchist damn it i can't ever I can't ever see a time where government won't be necessary, you know. And and what it is is it's kind of like the kid that doesn't want to get rid of the pacifier or the blanket. Right. You know they they, they can't give it up, you know, and, and and you know, it doesn't matter you're not going to be able to reason them out of it because holding that position was not a position that they got into by reasoning. you see what i mean you can never reason someone out of a position that they didn't use reason to get into
0: no they're born into that slavery
1: that's right they're born it's literally bred into them it's indoctrinated into them from the time they're how old right and so it's you know just like just like uh kids you know feel like the carpets yanked out from underneath them when you know they find out that there's actually not a real Santa that comes down their chimney and gives them presents, but it's just a tradition based on, you know, a story and probably some truth to a degree. And it just became this thing that parents, you know, a joke, I guess you could say, that parents crank their kids on. Mm-hmm. So more freedom seeds.
0: <laughs>
1: no, this I is know. a N855 that I'm loading up. And oh, nice yeah i i had uh two cases of it delivered um it was really funny because when the ups drove up and i i know my two or three of my ups guys i know pretty well and uh when they pull up you know they kind of know they're like and and he sees me walking out the door and i had a i had a hand truck and and i was rolling a hand truck and he started laughing he was like oh Yep, he's like, yep you, you you showed up with the right with the right tool.
0: <laughs> yeah, i uh, I was gonna I was gonna get some from uh, Phoenix Ammo. Yeah, I saw their tweet that said is uh, minus fifty six minutes.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful.
0: And I looked at my watch, and it was fifty eight minutes. And so I got on there, and and it was the in stock. And I was gonna buy a case, and I was like, ah, oh, no, I, I need to buy some medical stuff. And then like, it was probably 10 minutes later. I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll go ahead and get it. It was already gone.
1: Yeah. it did go fast. Uh, my neighbor across the street, he, uh, of course, every time I give him a heads up on ammo, he's like, Oh dude, I'm in between paydays, you know, every single time, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I feel, I feel bad for him, you know, it's like, um, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I, I try to work things out with my neighbors because mm-hmm. that, that's the best way to be a good neighbor. You know, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have them I'll have them show up and uh, and they'll be like, hey, uh, we were up at this place and they had this new bourbon that I've never heard of or whatever. And I was thinking about you. And so, you know, you've done a lot to help us out. So they'll literally just hand me like I don't even know what they paid for it. I Sometimes I'd feel bad if I did. And uh, you know they'll they'll give me a bottle of bourbon or something like that, and I'm like, you know, I, I have to return, I have to return the uh, the, the favor, you know. Yeah, I mean it, these are these are these are my bros. Yeah, I've been
0: so, I've been trying to talk to my neighbors a, a lot more, and uh, yeah, I forget what happened. When we were talking the night before. We were all standing in the garage drinking beer, and just, I think I went off on agorism and volunteerism and abolition of you know all that stuff and yeah the next day it can be like, a
1: bit daunting it, yeah it can't. Uh, i don't even remember you know, i don't even
0: remember what i said but yeah we had had a couple beers but <laughs> like the next day i was out mowing my grass and like three different neighbors at three different times came up handing me a beer and said i got a question for you <laughs> i'm like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's that's exactly how it goes you know so the the thing is is that you know i think as men it's it's easy to be the guy that um you know is like the classic man you know where you're the the guy that people you know hey you know i got this problem with this uh you know, the sound that I hear coming from, you know, the rear axle. And I, I wasn't sure if maybe you you had any idea, you know, that there's those guys, Mm -hmm. right. Um, There's guys that will literally text me when they're at the range and they'll say, Hey, uh, you know, I got this thing going on. They'll send me a picture. They'll (laughs) be like, "I, I don't know. I don't know what this means, but is it the ammo? Is it the magazine? Is it the rifle? And, and I mean, literally, I I don't even know what my contact list, like, I don't know how many people are actually in my contact list, but, you know, I, I get these texts from people and they're like, you know, Hey, what, you know, this is going on or that's going on. Or sometimes I'll get a direct message from people mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter or whatever. And no, no, uh, I've, I've probably, asked you,
0: I've asked you questions.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I don't mind it at all. In fact, mm-hmm. you know, to me. I kind of consider it as like a it, it's like a badge of honor because, you know, it means that that person thought that they could trust you to be you would be the person they'd come to to ask the, the question. So, you know, I, I, I can you know that to me, that's an honor to, to have that responsibility, which I obviously is pretty, pretty important. Right. Especially now, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's not like you can run a thousand rounds through a gun to determine the problem anymore.
0: No, I know. So now, you know, oh.
1: I, a friend of mine has a um has a has a, a firearms company and uh, it's a small one but mm-hmm. a friend of mine has a firearms company and and he he brought me a really 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 lightweight um you know mark 18 mm-hmm. and i mean it's like <laughs> I it was like oh shit man this thing is really light i would freaking <laughs> love this thing um and you know lightweight bolt the whole bit right oh wow and um and and uh you know i i was talking to him about it and he was like oh yeah he's like well this bolt you know has been like it's been uh it it's been tested for 200,000 rounds or 250 or something and i was like holy shit i was like man like oh how much did that cost you know and he was like oh no no he's like the customer and i won't say who the customer was which right. you could probably imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Oh, yeah, the the customer provided the ammo. It was part of their uh part of the contract. And I was like, Wow, that that's amazing. I was like, Man, it's too bad that you couldn't get them to like throw in an extra, you know, two or three hundred thousand just for your trouble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about the those bolts. I was like, Utah, give me two.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah but he gets really good prices on parts, and so every now and then, you know, I'll float him, you know, I'll, I'll float him a a Hamilton or, or a a Jefferson or a couple Jeffersons just to see, you know, if 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 he can uh, hook me up with some parts and stuff. Every now and then, I get some pretty decent parts for some low prices or whatever. But most of my parts, I I just I just suck it up and go to Brownells. Because I'm hmm. kind of picky. Right. And I, I like specific things. Um, you know, Big Daddy Unlimited has had some pretty good deals lately.
0: Yeah, there's nothing on
1: there right now. No, that's where that ammo came from.
0: Yeah, I keep I kept I keep going on, keep going on, but there's nothing. I did order a bunch of magazines though.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know, because you, you were busy today. Um, one of the things somebody asked me on Twitter was you know what's your predictions, and, and obviously they're they're alluding to the uh, you know the Trump, the the dumpster fire of an election for 2020, mm-hmm. uh, which 2020 in general is a dumpster fire. And they asked me. They said um, they said you know any prediction, and I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, ammunition is going to continue to be very difficult to find, uh, you know, and um, probably expect to see uh, magazines start to go up in price depending on how things go and uh you know ammunition and you know those types of related items you know that because that that's the way i'm thinking i mean i i'm not so uh inculcated in the thought that you know if if uh if trump wins then everything will be okay and if trump doesn't win then it's the end of the world no it's the end of the world it doesn't matter
0: yeah either way
1: because because you already know that shit is going to go uh sideways and and in all different directions here pretty soon um for for numerous reasons i mean you know you have you have uh you have a country that basically hates each other you do you have Mm -hmm. a country of that's filled with people that hate each other whether it's a good reason that they hate each other or a bad reason that they hate each other they don't really fully understand why they hate each other but they hate each other that's happening
0: which is planned you know? and which and, is and yeah, it's, it's been planned, created
1: you know, yeah pandemic whatever you want to call it you know but i mean you know you have that going on you have a a a drastic you have a drastic polarization of ideologies you know, whether whether someone's a Republican, free market, you know, believes in, you know, individual rights, you know, some of that could be questionable depending on who it is you talk to as a Republican. Um, or, or whether you're a person that, you know, believes that LBGTQ LMNOP rights uh, is more important than, you know, anything else and that everyone should be uh, paying for your transition uh surgeries you know at the end of the day all of this comes at a cost and that cost is going to have to be paid or defaulted and that default is going to be a very painful default and the longer the default is weighted or people wait the country waits unfortunately most of it is left up to politicians and appointed individuals by politicians the longer that default is put off it's sort of like a toilet the longer you wait to unplug the toilet but you keep using it the worse it's going to be for the plumber and in this case you know it it you're going to have to rip out the lines you're going to have to rip out the toilet you're going to have to you know, and it's going to be very expensive and it's going to be a while. You're not going to probably like to be in your house for a while while it's being done. And, you know, if you think about it, that's kind of the same analogy that I see what we're looking at right now.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, even, even if like uh, all the hostility for the last, you know, what, 12 years, didn't happen financially
1: it would anyway yeah yeah it's uh it's ugly it's ugly and um you know i i depending on your locale and where you live you know listeners and 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 people that you know or care or love about you know or love um depending on where they are uh, when these types of things happen, you know, if you look at the collapse of countries, now, you know, we kind of pride ourselves as Americans as being a first world country. Um, But I'm seeing a lot of second world indicators going on right now. And I'm seeing some third world participation trophies being handed out at night around campfires or around barrel fires or around building fires that um probably indicate that our our problems are going to only get worse not better
0: yeah that's that's kind of what i'm afraid of too
1: So from here on out, it's nothing but hard questions that people need to be asking themselves. Um, you know, I, I think I think the uh, the moments of leisure uh, are only going to be at a premium. It's not going to be the standard. It's only going to be at a premium because you're either giving up dollars or you're giving up time, which is also dollars uh, to. Uh, to enjoy those leisures that um, probably could be better spent doing other things. I, I, I My neighbors know that when the truck drop, drops sand in my front yard, it's time to show up with shovels to start filling sandbags. Right. They know, you know, and uh, I, I don't live in an area that's highly contested, you know, as far as a uh, antifa burn loot murder Mm -hmm. you know communists that kind of thing um but i do have them in my state they do live within three or four hours of me
0: Mm -hmm. yeah there was uh some antifa that tried to that they said they were going to show up in this little town that i work in and which would have been a really, really bad idea for them. Um, and a couple did show up, and then some. Uh, the the local meth heads ran them off.
1: <laughs> I That's like, funny.
0: That's like when the meth heads are going all nimby, you know, you fucked up.
1: <laughs> well, you know uh, what is it? Uh, tweakers, and we had a we had a tweaker go down our street a couple Saturdays ago, probably two. And it was funny because it was the same morning that a buddy of mine was dropping off brass Mm -hmm. from the, uh, the local PD. They did a qual and, uh, and and I have an inside source that gives me, uh, you know, some things that I need in exchange for other things. Um, so, you know, like he'll drop off a five gallon bucket of brass and I'll give him you know, 30, 40, 50, sometimes a hundred rounds of loaded ammo. And that that works out, you know, because mm-hmm. he needs ammo, and 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 it's always good to have nice, clean, fired once brass, you know, that came out of a weapon that probably was built properly, so mm-hmm. it's not going to fuck up the brass, and um, it takes less time to clean, and I you know I know that the primer pockets are going to be clean because it was policed up immediately and put in buckets and you know brought to me so brass from a range is always filthy yeah it is especially if it's been there for a couple weeks and it's been kicked and stepped on and driven over Mm -hmm. you know that that's not a good that's not a good brass that you want you want the brass that was picked up immediately put in buckets and you know every now and then you'll get some stuff in there that obviously was they picked up more than what they shot you know you have mm-hmm. been on a, you've been on an army range and you know what that's like. Oh yeah. You know, it, was, it worked, didn't matter work, whether it was brass from today or way. if it was <laughs> if, if it was brass from 1913, pick that up, son. Right. <laughs> Police line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I remember I remember digging foxholes. We had to do an M60 pit as back before 240s were uh were a thing. No,
0: we remember. had to
1: dig a, yeah, we had to dig a 60 pit at uh, fort campbell and um you know had to you know dig it to the the tallest person's armpits you know and that, that kind of thing and and you know of course the would have hated
0: person,
1: me <laughs> yeah the tallest person had to be you know six foot four you know or like, yeah, oh, that was okay. me <laughs> yep you know and then you had to have the grenade sump and all that kind of stuff and then the overhead oh, yeah. cover you know and and the sandbags and the uh plywood and the you know all the all the uh dimension lumber yeah i mean we we yeah. were doing a textbook yeah. you know fighting position and but we see, had for, you know, for
0: guys like us though we love that shit because this it reminds us when we were kids building a fort
1: right it, it is a fort yeah yeah it's like more ways than one right
0: yeah i mean it sucked while you're doing it but at the same time the little kid and he was like this is fucking awesome
1: <laughs> yeah i got one of those uh text messages earlier talking about something 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 and be patient while they're counting. And, you know, this is important to our democracy, blah, blah, blah. I just replied. I was like, this is a Republic. You fucking commie.
0: Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I get tired of that. I don't want to get stopped because I like fucking with them
0: oh yeah well my wife is getting all these text messages now she's like why don't why don't you get them anymore i'm like because i've messed with enough of them that they probably taken me off all the list
1: (laughs) you're on their national do not text list (laughs) yeah because dude
0: i remember the one there was one it was for bernie sanders and or yeah or whoever the guy where i live was like he's like he's a bernie sanders supporting blah 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 and Talking to me, all this stuff. I'm like, well, good. Tell me more. And I'm sitting there waiting because I had a um, recall on my truck. So I'm sitting there waiting, bored out of my mind anyway. And so they start laying out some of those plans. And they're like, what do you think about that? I'm like, I don't think it goes far enough. And I went full um, Karl Marx on them. (laughs) Oh, shit. And just like Bernie
1: Sanders is a bad commie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went like full woke you know, to the max, started using like all their lingo and everything. And I wrote like four paragraphs worth of stuff. And then it was like an hour and I hadn't heard anything back. And I just wrote too much. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, well, those seem like good ideas. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I don't vote. Get out of here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll, t- you we'll know, take you, we'll you, take you, you off could, our list. You could point out the fact that, you know, Bernie Sanders you know has been uh, has been a politician for how long
0: ever it's the only job he's ever had he got right. kicked he got kicked out of a commune because he was too lazy
1: and and he didn't even write anything so he doesn't even measure up to Karl Marx no you know by Karl Marx's standards Karl Marx had you know had his friend who was a, a trust fund recipient right basically provide him food water you know all that kind of stuff quasi take care of his family except for the except for the housekeeper that he knocked up got pregnant and kicked out Mm -hmm. right but but he obviously could afford a housekeeper right right not doing anything he could afford a housekeeper
0: he came from money too though didn't he
1: well well not really i mean he may have come from money but it doesn't mean he had money of his own no
0: no no no, no. but i'm just saying no. he, he 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 didn't really have to struggle and he was a he was a total mama's boy just but like yeah just you like can tell. Uh, right. that's the one thing they all have in common yeah they're mama's special little boys yeah even shea yeah. guevara oh yeah dude dude yeah. was a was a medical doctor Or he he passed. He uh, went to college for that, so you know he had money to do that. Yeah, and that was back then when going to school to be a doctor was
1: way more expensive than it is now. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'll tell you what. I I love I love the pictures of dead Che. You know, the day he finally became a good communist. Yeah. Those
0: are the ones I like yeah was that uh, Raphael ganowitz
1: yeah again ganowitz yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I uh, I watched uh it's like a little documentary interviewing him and you know it was in Polish and um, but at least I had the subtitles so but yeah it was still that, that dude to the day he died. Was still a bad son of a gun.
1: Manufacturer date is uh, March two
0: thousand twenty. What's
1: that? On this uh, privy partisan M eight five five.
0: Oh wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I wish I, know,
1: could... I was I was talking to Zero Gov yes
0: oh, oh by the way um yeah so i found some stuff that he did with uh, professor cj
1: yes
0: and the dude from school sucks talking about stoicism yes, so, yes.
1: school sucks podcast fantastic podcast yeah. the
0: they're very yeah. very good and dangerous history with professor cj
1: yes also very good he's uh yeah. he he is one of those unique people that just knows the right questions to ask in a conversation. I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he's, he, he's actually been on the show too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, I've heard that one. I was freaking stoked. And that was early, dude. I mean, you know, I'm still like a tiny podcast, but like I just started he was like, yeah, that's cool. Cause I wanted to talk about Lysander Spooner and, um,
1: the token saint of uh, Peyton Abraham Lincoln.
0: Dude, I love that guy. He was yeah, awesome. And uh, yeah, that was great. But anyway, um, so I got to listen to Zero gov actually speak, and I understand why, you know, you hold him in the high regard that you do.
1: He's very eloquent. I, uh, I definitely have learned a lot from him. He's been a mentor of mine. Um, uh, I consider him a mentor, but he would correct me if I said that. <laughs> and then he would say, Nope, nope. He's like, we arrived here together. How much does that say about me as a mentor? And I told him, I said, that says a lot, because if I, if I was mentored to the point where I could catch up with you, and then and then go on and develop collapsitarian as a mindset, you know, because he's he tells me all the time that you know he he was my first follower as a collapsitarian, you know, he was <laughs> the other collapsitarian is what he used to call himself when he was on Twitter.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: But uh, but yeah, I mean the thing is is that I learned so much from him, and you know when when um when <laughs> when I was a lower enlisted, and then as I became you know, a little bit more senior as an NCO, um, I met him, and he was a captain at the time. And you know, NCOs normally weren't friends with captains; it just wasn't done. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you stayed in your in your peer group, you stayed in your year group, you stayed in your, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you didn't have senior NCOs that that hung out. You know, with uh, junior NCOs like corporals or sergeants, and you you certainly didn't have you know captains hanging out with staff sergeants so
0: he was prior enlisted
1: he he was prior enlisted yeah and i think that's one of the things that we had in common the other thing that we had in common was weapons Mm -hmm. we met on a range and so we just sat there and talked about different types of weapons different loads of calibers um and all that kind of stuff and he he liked my um my understanding of spatial relationships when it comes to weapons where he is uh academic uh he's a master academic uh, academician i guess you could say i mean he's he's read more books than i've stood on you know <laughs> i mean seriously um i mean it just blows my mind when i go when i go to his house and you know we walk into his library or whatever you know i i just look and if, if, it, if it weren't for the fact that I've known him for as long as I have, I would be very intimidated because anybody who has that many books and has read them and can actually sit and debate or discuss the points of each book without actually prepping, you know, in any way for that discussion, you know, I would just pull a book out and I'd be like, Oh yeah, this is really cool. And then he would give me a whole, you know, explanation of the 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 the, the important aspects of the book and and i would look at him and i would say thank you for that because now i don't have to read this book (laughs) (laughs) because i could never catch up to him when it came to books yeah we would get a book at the same time and uh you know like on a tuesday and 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 i'd bump into him on a sunday you know at the gym or whatever and he'd be like oh hey did you finish that book finish that book i haven't even opened it <laughs> you know, and I mean he's done, he's moving on to the next book. And he and
0: he can teach it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, to me, there's a lot to be said about that. You know, I I definitely consider him a mentor and a friend. Um, and I if he ends up listening to this podcast, I hopefully he doesn't take offense to me calling him a mentor. But <laughs> you know, he, he's a little bit older than I am, but uh I've learned a lot from him and we've become really good friends. Now, I mean, he's doing his own gun gun work and everything. I used to build his guns and now now he's doing his own stuff. That's he's awesome. Really, he's learned a lot uh, in that regard.
0: Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed listening to him and uh I had to go all the way back to 2015 and 2014. But uh Yeah,
1: he's he's kind of taken a break from that. Um Yeah. I
0: won't
1: I won't go into too much detail in the podcast as to why, but Right.
0: No, so we've you know, talked about it before because I, I, yeah. I was I was wanting to know if, it, if there was any way he would do mine. and uh, we, Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I think if I can summer, summarize it so that it doesn't leave anybody wanting. Uh, essentially, as you get a little bit closer to your retirement, you uh, want to make sure that you maintain that retirement and not lose it mm-hmm. for some type of political or, In this case it's apolitical right because we we have an apolitical position in the belief system you know i mean it doesn't mean that i won't
0: that's that's heresy though to the cathedral
1: yes it doesn't mean that i won't side with republicans when it comes to communism okay so you know like you've seen the memes that i made about myself me and four memes yeah. You know, and it, and, it, and it shows like me when it comes to, you know, socialists or communists breaking the nap and that kind of thing, you know, and, and I go like full, you know, full right wing kind of deal, you know, as far as, you know, top right corner of the uh, of the libertarian, uh, you know, spectrum. The thing is, is that I, 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 I go back to my conservative, um, you know, Red Dawn scenario. And now, you know, at the time I didn't know, but, you know, Raphael um, obviously, I go immediately to that corner just simply because they make the most sense as a ally right. in that regard. When it comes to communism, you know, and, and, and I kind of went into that with somebody the other day. So they were asking me, they were like, why do you even care about all this and everything? And I was like, look, you know, it's easier to fight communists with Republicans than it is to not have anybody left when they say, get on the train.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and literally it's out of self-defense at this point, right? That I'm, I'm acting in self-defense and, and that means I have to form my alliances based on that, you know, and hopefully later, uh, if you give me the time, I can I can I can take someone who has you know your traditional conservative, you know Republican belief system. I can take someone like that and I can turn them into a real liberty person
0: mm-hmm.
1: if they're willing.
0: Well, more times than not, you know, not talking about politicians, but you're just your average Republican doesn't care what you do in your own life. They you know, there's a lot more overlap than they realize.
1: Yes. And they kind of see themselves as the, uh, you know, the story of the boy in the Dutch town that, uh, puts his finger in the hole Yeah. that's uh, in the dike. I really believe that that's how they see themselves as, you know, if I don't do this, somebody else won't.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And Nobody we're walking off to get, and we're walking off to go get a boat. <laughs>
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I'm not saying that I'm walking off to get a boat, but what I am saying is, is that, uh, you know, if, if I see the whole, I'm, I'm going to try to plug it as I go, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stay there for very long because I've got other things I've got to do. And, yeah. um,
0: I, I guess I've been a better put. We know where the boat is.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. And in fact, in my case, you know, I've already cached the boat and it's ready to go.
0: Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know, reading the political landscape, I think, is an important ability. Uh, just simply because, you know, you and I, we both have an intel background. You know, mm-hmm. we we both have have some time as an intel person, and and if you think about it from the perspective of you have to understand the battlefield. And if you look at what's happening in the world today, you cannot say that this is not a battlefield or that it is not the, 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 the beginning stages of a potential battlefield. Um, I would tell you that I, I just don't know how this country is going to get past the absolute extreme dichotomy that exists right now without violence. And especially when the left is, is the, the guiltiest party of the violence already. Right. You know, if, if, uh, and, and, you know, this, this is for all of our listeners too, but I mean, think about it. I don't know a single person that's gone out and, 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 uh, and committed a, you know, a a crime against someone because of the color of their skin Mm -mm you know, or gone out and said, you know, I don't like this person because they're this or that, you know, they're, they're, they're a, they're a green piece person. I'm going to go kill them or I'm going to go do this. So because I don't, I don't know anyone else that will say this, that, that could say the same thing. They don't, they just aren't out there. They're not out there. They're, the numbers, if it, if it even happens, it's so obscure of a number that it becomes instant news just simply because it's so rare. Mm -hmm. And and yet, and yet, these people, well, they're not people, but these individuals are going to walk around and say, I have free license because I use the name anti-fascist in my name to actually institute fascism on other people and do exactly what I'm claiming other people are doing. But yet they're not. Yeah,
0: well, the projection is their camouflage.
1: They're yeah, they're projecting. First off, yeah, and I mean, uh, they, they
0: really they really took uh, Marks and um, Sawolensky and
1: yeah, Linsky. That's
0: and, it right there. And Bernay and Bernays.
1: Yeah, and we're Bernays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean. You know, when you've got the founders of BLM that say, you know, I'm a trained Marxist, you know, they're not saying I'm a trained Marxist from a, you know, um,
0: Bernie Sanders type.
1: Well, I was going to say like, you know, actually talking about the teachings of Marx and teaching other people, the teachings of Marx that that's not what that, that's not what that means. Um, I listened to a really good podcast with um, with uh, Matt Bracken. I, I oh, love yeah. Matt Bracken. Dude. I'm serious; he's in my hero list for I'm sure. You. For yeah, sure, yeah, he's in my hero list. Dude, there, I and, have a uh, short hero list. It, it, there's like seven or eight people on there. He's one of them. Um,
0: dude, that series Boston, that he Boston did. Tea
1: Party's another one.
0: Yeah, that series he did enemies uh, foreign and domestic. Awesome. it was way too prophetic. Yes,
1: they're good. It was it was you know when i when I saw and i i I don't know if we were following each other on Twitter at the time, mm. but when they had the 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 shooting in Vegas, yeah, I wasn't um, on Twitter, I wasn't on Twitter yeah, yet. yes, when they had that shooting in Vegas, I immediately came out and said, This is right out of enemies foreign and domestic, yes, I said that too I've been in a football stadium,
0: yeah. 100 percent yeah that's the first thing that jumped in my mind and they're like yep and i was like that and we're sitting there playing all the audio back audio back and i'm like none of yes none of it adds up
1: the yes the 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 fire sequence the sounds where it was coming from and you know you and i we know what it's like to hear machine guns and, and 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 fire all around us some mm-hmm. of which is incoming and some of which is outgoing yeah A- and we we've, we've done that around buildings right we know what that's like and we know how that sound you know can 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 staccato off of other buildings and come back around and sound like it's over here instead of over there and you know we know what that's like and you know now granted you know one singular microphone is not the same as two sets of ears you know when you're on the ground Mm-hmm. but what i will tell you is this from the sounds that i heard there's no way that came from one hotel room no no way and and that's why we don't have a report to this day of there's, what no,
0: there's no way that was one person
1: no no one person one room it it just doesn't it's not it's not the cadence it's back, is off
0: because that's the In thing, fact, because because to, we have heard all that before, when you hear yeah. all that staccato and everything, that's just white noise that we filter out.
1: Yeah. If, if I had to guess, that was probably early, early founding um, or, or, or trained members within what we now know as Antifa. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all, all of the... Uh, all the active shooter things that occurred you know just in per, you know perfect timing you know it was like boom there's going to be legislation on the hearing protection act boom there's going to be you know it's like every single time you know and i thought to myself there's no way that that stuff is not timed i don't believe in coincidences i as an intel person you're stupid if you believe in in in, in um coincidences first off you know first off it's like Boom, you're stupid. There's yeah, no such thing. There's no
0: And now I just started thinking about all the way back. Yeah. Like I I I never put two and two together until you just said that. And I started thinking about boom, that guy, that guy, that. And then I went, Well, yep. they've been at this a long time because I went yeah. all the way back to um Columbine. Yeah. And I don't I, know if I, you, I don't know same. if you saw that video. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Panteo yeah, Productions. yeah yeah paul house class dude
1: i never met him but he's actually a good dude
0: i've heard he is yeah he reminds me of one of my drill sergeants
1: someday i want to meet pat rogers because that dude's a badass he's he's one of those guys that you would never ever peg as a dude that could just cut you in half faster than you could do anything else to him like when you look at him you're just like oh it's a harmless old dude you know boomer blah 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 but you should see that guy shoot he's amazing i've never met him but um but some of the classes i've had are people who took or worked under pat rogers so yeah you know there they there's some genuinely good stuff in fact that's why i went bcm early was just simply because that's all pat rogers ran yeah in when, uh in his course it, was uh was uh you know bcms
0: now nah, he passed away didn't he
1: if he did i wasn't aware
0: i thought that was a couple of years ago he was the dude that was a vet and then he was like in my pd or something like that
1: uh no he was eag tactical is the name of the company that he had now oh. you're gonna make me look i gotta look okay I'd feel terrible if I didn't know that. Cause I've always been a fan.
0: So thinking it was a couple of years ago.
1: I could be wrong. Let's see. First I gotta find the right Pat Rogers. Yeah, Panteo Productions. There he is. Oh, 2016, Son of a Gun. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he was born in 46. Yeah. Holy shit. Dude, yeah, he was I didn't know that. Hula- He's
0: freaking hilarious.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, he was uh, Marine Corps.
0: Yeah. Clint yeah. Smith is another guy I would, I'd like to take a class with.
1: Oh, man. I, I'll tell you what. If I started doing that, you know, and trying to get a class from everybody that, you know i'm like hey i want to learn something from them i want to learn something from them i would be so out of money
0: oh i know that would i mean you know, i just, just like that was always my lottery dream yeah yeah and dude, like masad ayub i think it would be cool to take a class from
1: yeah you know, i i, I have two cool. classes from him yeah oh really yeah yeah yeah
0: he just he's cool as hell and the way he talks he reminds me of my grand uncle bob who um when I was a kid, it was us and then our we lived beside our grandparents and then on the other side of a stocked pond, a huge stocked pond was my Uncle Bob and everybody. But he was uh Korean uh he was in the Marine Corps, Korea he was in Korea and Vietnam. Yeah. And um drills, you know, drill instructor, Marine Corps rifle team, all that stuff. And uh he's the he's the reason I'm in this to guns as I am.
1: Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, <clears throat> but uh, the guy that uh, stopped the Gifford shooting. Yeah. Here in uh, Arizona. Right. He was concealed carrier or, car- you know, carry person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they did an interview with him. And Masada, you happened to see the interview. He mm-hmm. already had a class scheduled down here in Arizona. And. He reached out to two people and said, make contact with that young man and get him in our class. I'll cover his fee. They did that for two people in our class. Wow. So, I mean, what, what he did was he saw a guy who did the right thing, but maybe didn't really know. What he should or shouldn't have done had the situation been different. Right. And said, you know what, I'm going to cover his fee. Don't worry about it. Get him in the class. And so they got him in the class. And, you know, this is not to embarrass the person. So I'm not going to mention their name, although most people could probably look it up and figure it out. But at the end of the class, we did several different things. And one of them was we got this kid a good holster a decent, decent holster, you know, because he was using, you know, like an uncle Mike's or, or something like that. Freaking right? uncle Mike's or Phobus yeah. or, you know, something really shitty.
0: Yeah. Cause you uh, know, I listened to the, uh, cause masad interviewed him too, didn't he?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. The, he did. Yeah. you right.
0: They had the uh, pro arms podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, man, I love that interview he did with the guy that, um, was it one of the fbi agents for the miami uh shoot oh
1: yeah the miami shoot yeah Yeah. he does some really good interviews too yeah um i'll tell you what though watching him on video and actually hanging out with him in person like you know you were talking about the uh you know the tommy boy you know like hey you remember when yeah yeah. you know it's like (laughs) Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. I'm I'm kind of that way whenever I'm around um, Bob Keller. Yeah, and and I and I try to have to like pinch myself, like, okay, stop it, dude. You're 49 freaking years old. You're not like some <laughs> little kid that has a bromance with with uh, Superman. Okay, just stop it. But you are. But though. I mean this. But this. I mean this guy has you know probably killed more people than you know have died of cancer. You know, All I right. mean it's just like the freaking. He is he is literally like the person that if they made a movie, they probably could not put in the movie all the cool shit that this dude has done. Yeah, right. Dropping bodies like cholera. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it is funny because in the um, you know, when you have a class with these guys, right. They, you get all the little nitnoid comments and discussion things that you would never read, you mm. would never find on a video, like it, it just like little pearls that are like hundred pounds, right? Like mm. he drops it like it's a hundred, like it's like it's a little pearl, and when it lands on you, you're just like, oh my god, this thing's freaking huge. This is like a huge knowledge bomb, right? Yeah you know, I mean, just simple things that he would say that I, it made me go back and completely just like reassess every single piece of kit that I wore that day. And then the next day I made a change and he came over to me and he was like, I noticed you don't have any of your pressure switches for your light. And I was like, no i i went ahead and 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 pulled him off last night you know and 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 you just kind of nodded like all right you know like kind of like okay I, I made an impact right here you're listening yeah you know yeah this, this guy's listening he's got it he he gets it you know so it was kind of funny you know and that that's not saying that people who have pressure switches are 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 bad um the point is if you only have a white light there's no need for a pressure switch, but if you have a, a white light and an IR light and an IR, de- you know, once you start putting all that extra shit on there, mm-hmm. then you, you probably just need one switch with several different places for it, you know, which, uh, I've seen a couple that are actually pretty cool, but, uh, but ultimately you, you know, the, the more, the more tactile things that you throw in the mix, it's not, it's not stupid. It's not a bad idea. You know, there for a while in gunfights, they were doing this, uh, this whole, you know, Oh, you know, everything needs to be uh large motor movements. And there can't be any level of finesse in, in your, in, in what it is you're doing. And um, I remember that period. Yeah. And I heard, I heard Chris Costa, actually, he was at the shot show or some show, I don't know shot shows canceled this year so it wasn't shot uh, show but yeah but uh but anyway he was he was kind of dropping pearls of wisdom you know and i i know some people are not huge costa fans but he's still a cool dude
0: yeah he's still you know i mean he did oh he's done to, some things
1: yeah he's i wanted done to, some things you know
0: i wanted to um, mess with pat watson and go hey do you know chris costa <laughs> 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 you know you know pat from um uncensored is it uncensored tactical
1: uh name rings a bell
0: yeah he's he does like all uh, the tactical lot picking he's in the uh oh yeah he yeah, also yeah. does the yeah. insurgency knitting circle
1: yeah okay all right yeah I he was about. yeah
0: he was um yeah he was a, a coastie doing all that that crazy, you know like their special operations stuff
1: yeah yeah um so yeah yeah i mean I, I do i think it's cool i mean hell yeah i think it's cool that that you know that would be a really interesting mission you know especially right now can you imagine like oh. can you imagine right now that 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 that, that every single connex or or uh f- you know freight ship that's coming in from china uh or or other ports you know, because, I mean, the thing is, is, it doesn't have to come directly from China. It could be, oh, you know, no. come from Honduras or some bullshit like that. You know, that they're they're not having to spend some extra special attention on some of this stuff just simply because reasons.
0: Yeah. You never know. Right? Yeah. People get jumped. And,
1: yeah, no, it's, you know, I mean, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many Tom Clancy novels are flying through my head right now just thinking about <laughs> it so
0: yeah what's uh you know former intel guys were naturally curious and
1: uh, well and and i'm i'm naturally nosy yeah like i i am nosy like when i see somebody do something i ask them why you know i always want to know the why i always want to know like why is it that you you know like uh i i was talking to reed knight at a uh, sar show uh up in phoenix it's, it's kind of like the largest gun show of the West kind of deal, right? And they, mm-hmm. they normally have it in the December timeframe. I'm kind of worried if they're even going to have it this year, but um, I was talking to him and and what it was is um, the Army was starting to get issued the M110s and, and I had my own theory on what a better suited rifle would be than the M110. Not necessarily because I didn't want to buy an M110. Of course, at the time I knew I didn't have the money. It was I wanted to do the skip. I can afford this version uh uh capability-wise and you know granted it might not have as many rounds go through it as an M110 is built to uh withstand, but I wanted to, you know, do something that was similar. And you know, at the time there was not a ton of three Oh eight interoperability uh, out there. You know, that you either bought a three Oh eight AR or you bought a three Oh eight AR you, there was not, you know, like back when three Oh eight AR.com or whatever first started. Like I joined that website when they only had like three posts in there. Right. Right. You know, cause I, you know, when I made the transition from FNFALs, it was like, there was no other rifle I was going to go to than at th- a 308 FA, uh, you know, AR and I was going to use PMAG magazines because I read somewhere that PMAG magazines were going to be in 308 and I'd, I'd seen it and I was like, Oh shit, this is the best thing ever because you know, my FAL mags were shit. Right. Uh, you know, I, I had, I can't even begin to tell you how many malfunctions I was experiencing and it wasn't there's, the ammo.
0: There's a reason why they're you $5 know? a piece now.
1: <laughs> yeah. At the time, I think I was getting them for like $3 a piece or, you know, $4 a piece there's you know, a reason. I was buying them in bulk. <laughs> yeah. I had like 65 of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a decent amount of magazines. So, you know, I, I would toss it over my shoulder. Like, you know, every time I would have a malfunction that was magazine induced, I would just toss it. I'd be like, fuck this. You know, yeah, just
0: get rid of it. They're disposable.
1: I remember going through 700 rounds. In fact, Zero Gov and I both did this. We went through 700 rounds of 308 and an apple seed. <laughs> that was painful. And, and the truth is, 700 rounds of 308 it was really cheap then, you know, cause I mean, we're, we're talking like, you know, late nineties. Right. Right. And I, I remember us going and shooting and, and I remember, you know, thinking like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that, that's $164 worth of ammo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always wanted one of those, um, the SA 58. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the their SBR. DSA. Yeah, yeah. DSA, I wanted that the SBR. F A.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? I did a 17 17.1 inch para. Yeah. And then I did a um and then I did a 21 inch. And the 17 inch para had a EOTech on it. It nice. was a it was an early double A because i didn't trust uh being able to find cr123s in the apocalypse
0: yeah it was at the 512 is the double
1: yeah i think it was a 512 yeah. yeah i like that and yeah no i mean it was it was all right it was okay yeah, yeah. it's like um and then um and then i had and then i had the 21 and then i had a spare 21 they, they were my go-to-war guns and the uh and and the, the para was like my Oh, this is fucking cool. Plus I can put it in a really small bag and, and, and take it in the car on trips. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was my setup. And, you know, three FNFALs is like, that's no joke. Right. I mean, there's a little bit of work involved there. It's a commitment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, uh, hence the reason why I had 65 or 70 magazines and I built a bunch of them. I built some for, for zero gov. I built some for me. I built some for some other friends. You know, so I like I always like to do things like, hey, I'm going to do this. Everybody want to jump in and, you know, see if we can get like, you know, because sometimes you can save enough money that everybody either gets it less or you end up getting extra stuff in the middle of it. You know, you know, ammo purchase is kind of the same way, you know, being, being able to go in bulk or whatever. And, um, you know, there for a while, as I remember going in on a really large ammo purchase. And then at the last minute, it all fell through. It was heartbreaking, and yeah. I was like, "Oh man!" And it was back when we were having that ammo shortage, oh, you know, geez. a couple yeah. years back. And and I remember, you know, like, I, and 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 the thing is, I had envelopes with people's names and money. So when it fell through, it wasn't my fault. But the the person that that was supposedly the contact that was going to make this ammo deal go through you know, he, he basically flaked out and I was like, Oh my gosh, I got all these people. I got to go back because I couldn't make the contact. I didn't know the guy that knew the guy, you know? And so it wasn't going to happen, but I mean, we had orders for primers. We had orders for ammo, uh, both pistol rifle. There was shotgun ammo in there. And I had this long list. I even made this spreadsheet. I had names, you know, and how much they put in and, and the whole bit, I mean, I had people filling it out and I mean, it wasn't like I was making money off of it. I was literally just, I figured, you know what, the more people throw in, you know, I'm helping people out. Yeah. It's part of my community service, I guess. And, you know, I had a couple people at work that were mad at me, you know, which is like, that's never good. Right. You know, I never want to owe money people at work. Right. Um, And so, you know, I had all these envelopes and luckily you know, because I had, like, studiously written exactly how much everybody had put in, and I had exact change in every single envelope with their name on it, I was able to take it back and give it to them, you know, one at a time, you know, kind of deal. And, I mean, they were, I, you could feel the disappointment. I was like, oh, man, this really sucks bad. So, that was a, that was a bad experience, and I think that's part of the reason why, you know, I tend to be a little heavy- maybe on the um on the on the ammo and ammunition components and reloading side just simply because i don't want to ever experience that again
0: yeah yeah during that time i i I was lucky i worked at a gun shop and so
1: it's kind of nice to have first right of refusal right
0: exactly and so yeah we we were a tight-knit group there and so yeah we saw the rioting. he says all right you guys can buy you know four cases of whatever you want right now you know and uh, which is that's beautiful yeah so i ended up getting like three cases of 556 five, federal brown box and uh yeah a case of subsonic nine millimeter
1: <laughs> yeah well hey federal brown box is not bad at all Yeah you know, no, federal ammo is actually pretty good no there's a lake there's the lake city stuff yeah, the Lake City stuff is good. I, I have uh have Lake City 308. And um, I think I'm maybe on my third reloading. And you know why? Because I have five gallon buckets full of Lake City mm-hmm. 308. And so down. yeah, I, I can go through. I I mean I might not need to resize that brass in five years.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and I just I rotate it based on head stamps. And, and, and I try to keep them in lots, just like a factory would. Right. You know, and what, you know, once you run them through your gun, you know, now, now it's, it's like, you know, it, 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 it fits your gun. So it's like perfect. Right. So I I have five gallon buckets that are dedicated to one 308 rifle. And then I have five gallon buckets that are dedicated to another 308 rifle. And I literally have like five, five gallon buckets That are still only fired once, brass. Mm -hmm. You know, because this is almost it's uh, a lifelong uh, commitment, is the way I see it.
0: True, it's a craft in itself. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, and the that is nice once you you kind of get it dialed in for your gun, because then it's you know it's fire formed to your chamber and
1: yeah, yeah. uh, Because I had somebody uh, call me call bullshit on me. I had a I had um you know, the, the one that I was talking to Reed Knight that I was building, you know, I, I used a Fulton Armory, uh, barrel and, uh, bolt and bolt carrier group. And, and, and the barrel that I ordered from Fulton Armory, it ended up being, now I knew this in advance, but it ended up being a, um, a criterion barrel, and it was, now this, again, back in the day when you couldn't really be picky about the 308 barrels you used, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for an AR, you know, because it was either going to be like a freaking, you know, like 0.750 all the way down, kind of heavy barrel or, you know, 0.80 or, you know, something crazy like that.
0: just depends um, if it was a DPMS pattern or AR-10
1: battery. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so what I ended up with, was a criterion it's a you know one to ten you know standard um you know right hand rifling and then what i loved about it is it was uh it was a match they so they did they took a match barrel and then what they did was they chrome lined it now my understanding in how you chrome line a match barrel is you have to allow for the same amount of thickness of the chrome that you're actually going to chrome line Mm -hmm. and then you're supposed to do some type of air gauge which you know i'm certain that a stainless national match barrel is going to outperform a chrome lined match barrel right i mean that i had that discussion with somebody who you know was wearing a pocket protector once (laughs) and um and so what i what i basically did was is i said yeah but this is a combat rifle so I'm, right. I'm okay with giving up a little bit of accuracy considering the fact that the barrel's probably going to heat up. It's not like I'm shooting one round and going home, you know, or five yeah. rounds and going home. Well, a national match so, barrel
0: is not built to last.
1: It's built to be accurate. Right. And, but see, the thing is when you have a chrome-lined one, now it's going to last as long as you don't like get it crazy hot, exactly. you know, it's going to maintain its accuracy. So that's what i ended up building i ended up doing like 18 and a half inch um barrel because i was i was kind of all about trying to get something that's a little bit shorter because of my terrain you know you have to take your terrain into, into account so like would you want to infiltrate a jungle with uh an m110 no you know would you want to climb the mountains you know, and you, you've you been in Arizona, so you know what some mm-hmm. of the mountains are like here um, and all yeah. the stuff that you've got to get through. And, and practically every step is an ankle buster, right? Yeah.
0: They're beautiful As to your... look at, but they'll, they'll yeah.
1: punish you. Yeah. In fact, Zero Gov and I used to go climb mountains with our rifles just for fun. <laughs> we used to take our kids. Yeah, no, seriously. We'd go climb the mountains with our kids. He had one in his backyard for a while. And uh, then it moved. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he moved. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, no, we used to climb and, uh, you know, get, you know, g- get up on the top, you know, kind of look and then kind of, you know, like look at our fields of fire and kind of deal. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was good training for the kids, you know, kind of hardened them up a little bit. And at the yeah, same it time builds you know, character. It was good for us. Yeah. It yeah. built character.
0: Yeah. I used to I used to love running that PT track
1: at Wachuka. Oh, yeah. The, they've redone the that really they've redone that yeah it looks completely different now it's uh, it's all gucci-fied oh wow yeah i mean yeah like you I can't was, even walk was, on it in boots they'll yell at you you know oh, kind of i uh
0: yeah i hadn't i haven't been there in 20 years I
1: yeah went through, my first I went,
0: I, I went through in 2000
1: yeah my first time there was uh 1990 yeah man they had a good defect too oh yeah you which one which one the signal one or the uh the roach uh, the roach uh defect
0: it was the um it was the main one over by where like the barracks were
1: okay um oh down down in my village yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Down, yeah.
1: okay okay that yeah. that one is actually you're right that one is a good defect i i never really bothered to eat there because when i went through um we had the riley barracks and that was the only barracks and riley barracks housed all the ait students b knock you know right and and maybe even a couple of functional courses so it was small i mean the, the schoolhouse was small One Eleventh was like small then
0: did uh did you get did you guys take mic breaks back then the what breaks the mic breaks
1: or was like, that, like iron was bike
0: that, or? no 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 there was a dude that drove a roach coach and they said he had been there for like forever
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. we did yeah they still do that it's probably AP's now though like yeah, yeah, probably well, took it over
0: well mike mike you know? died while, while i was
1: there i think uh, yeah so yeah no they, they still have them they still have them drive around and there's certain yeah. times of the day you know where they are and all that yeah it's but probably, it's really funny it's probably kelly really brown and rooter yeah 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 kbr yeah (laughs) yeah so it's really funny you know kind of going down memory lane and talking about that but yeah that that track um (laughs) you know part of it is the weather is just hell on anything that you put down oh yeah you know i mean look at the finish of my land cruiser (laughs) think about this for a second it's it's uh it's two coats of spray on Rustoleum bedliner, and then it's two coats over top it's two coats of the flat rust-oleum camo khaki color and amazingly it's been what eight years and i've had to touch it touch it up a little bit but it's still it's still semi-functional in other words like i don't have to worry about rust or anything like that you know on the truck And I mean, it's I have pushed through some mesquite trees that you would actually look at me and be like, I can't freaking believe you're doing this to your truck. And I'll push right through between those mesquite trees because that's where, you know, like sometimes I'll be like on a like a a quad trail. Yeah. You know, and and the, the benefit of having a Toyota that's not like a full size Toyota is that you can almost kind of fit on that quad trail. Or a Mm -hmm. horse trail is another one. Yeah. You know, horse trails, horse trails don't. I see that with my Jeep all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like a Cherokee, the old Cherokees, not the newer ones, but the older Cherokees
0: Mm
1: -hmm. would, would pull, you know, would, would push their way through, you know, um, pretty well. Especially like the JKs.
0: Yeah. I just had a a Wrangler. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, It
1: was also good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 03. Mm hmm. Yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, yeah, we, we took uh, a four cylinder Cherokee or a four cylinder, uh, Wrangler up, uh, up, um, one of these like mule trails that, like, you know, you're just looking at. And the thing is, you know, when you're going up, uh, a trail and, you know, may, maybe some of the occupants have had a little bit to drink, you know, kind of deal, <laughs> like, you know, you, you already you're, you're you're picking up what i'm putting down yeah and, and you're doing this trip right up this mountain you know not prepared you don't have anything like in case of failure rollover any of that kind of stuff right because you know when you're young you're stupid yeah right? we, did,
0: we did something Which, like that in a suzuki sidekick
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly everybody's done it at some point <laughs> with someone everybody if, if yeah. you haven't been you know you don't i don't recommend going back to repeat yeah. it but but uh, practically everybody knows has tried that. Yeah. So as as, yeah, we doing the troopers this. work good too. And I remember we got to a point on the trail where it was so steep that one of us had to go around and stand on the front bumper to keep the front end down. Oh, geez. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, is after you have like enough to drink, yeah, sure. I'll do it. I got it.
0: Sounds like a good idea.
1: <laughs> i'll be your ballast no yeah. problem
0: <laughs> that's always i'm always the ballast when we go white water rafting
1: oh right yeah no yeah exactly on in, in the back or in the front the front now you know i i wanted to do the uh the grand the grand canyon you know colorado river uh rafting uh trip Oh yeah. And, and maybe, maybe when, you know, life settles down a little bit <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that and then hey, we thinking, can't, we yeah, can't but...
0: hope, we can't hope for good. We, you know, it's, it's not like we can't hope for the good, you know,
1: well, prepare for you know the worst, what hope
0: for the best, you know,
1: I, you know what, I I'm kind of getting tired of being disappointed though. I know, you know, and so I got to a point where I'm just like, you know what, I'm not even going to hope for the best. I'm going to aim, I'm going to hope for center mass or, or better yet, I'm going to hope for being in the C zone. Yeah. And if it's not in the C zone, then okay, we'll deal with it when we get there. But yeah,
0: well, yeah, so I don't even I think even I just hope rec- for
1: the best possible outcome anymore. I just hope, I hope for like, you know, if I can get through this with all my limbs intact and my vision and no punctured lungs, then I'm probably okay. Yeah, that's
0: why I just decided, you know, we just decided even though all this stuff was going on, we were just going to make time to take time to enjoy things. You have to. And so, like. Yeah, you have to. We went down to the Keys, man. I was like, it's our 10-year anniversary. We're doing it. I don't care what's going on. We're
1: going. No, I remember. I remember you doing that trip. And
0: then uh, we just went to the beach the other weekend. Just drove down there on a Friday with the dogs and, you know, walked on the beach. Yeah,
1: because if you stop living
0: that what it's you
1: know, not worth it anymore. The, what's the point? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah, you, yeah. you have to, you have to do that. You know, yeah. you have to take like, for me, it's like, I've, I've done that too, you know, where I've, I've done stuff and, you know, taken my wife and gone and done things or go out, you know, have a date night or whatever. Yeah. I mean, even now I'm still trying to plan things. It's just that right now it's like, I feel like 90, well, 80% of all disposable income should be right now is, is basically being bet on survival yeah right now like disposable i'm saying disposable like i'm not it's not like i'm skipping my mortgage and shit like that but i mean the literal you know like oh i could put this in savings i could do this or i could do you know i could go you know i don't know i don't i can't even think of things that are frivolous anymore because it's the only way i think now is you know i've got room for ammo in that corner (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah frivolous for me is the six pack i bought today that was on sale for 4.99 oh
1: bless your heart <laughs> i'm telling you that you know what good for you man that's i'm serious i mean you have to do that that's the thing you have to do that because you know one of these days one of these days um i'm there's a list of firearms that i want to own uh-huh. Just for the sake of fucking owning them, and not because I think it's necessary to survive in the future apocalypse.
0: Yes, I would like a breech loaded, you know, a nice breech loader, like a. Um, who's the company that uh, makes the? Uh, it's like the Sharps rifle, like a uh, quickly down. Oh, under.
1: like a Shiloh Sharps. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the for, not uh, forty-five ninety. Yeah. Or a forty-five one ten. 120 like yeah it's it's the big one yes yeah i had one yeah. uh the, the bullet the round not not yeah. the actual yeah. rifle um i had a buddy of mine that gave me this big huge bucket of bullets and he was moving and he was like ah you know i, I figured you'd probably make best use of this and i mean it was like uh like a three gallon kind of bucket Yeah, like probably like a three gallon, but it was filled with some amazing rounds in there. I was like, holy shit, man, there's a lot of money in here. So I kind of divided them up and I was like, "Okay, uh, I don't have a 10 millimeter. Don't really have any plans on getting a 10 10 millimeter. I'm going to throw these in a bag. And if I talk to a buddy of mine and he's still into 10 millimeter, I'm going to give them to him. So that's what I did. And and about three quarters of that bucket went down. You know, I, I gave most of it away and the only things i kept were like things that i was like yeah one of these days like i think i kept like the the 357 and 38 um i gave some of it away cuz i had a friend that, that came to me and was like um i can't find any 38 or 357 and i was like here but um i had somebody come come to me and they were they were taking a hunting trip and they literally could not find 30 on 6 i'm like really like 30 out six. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, no, I can't find 30 out six on the shelf. I was like, wow, that's, I mean, cause I don't go and look at the, you know, the store shelves like every day, you know, I'm one of those people that like maybe every two weeks I'll go look, I'll glance or, uh, or I'll get pictures or text messages from friends that went and looked <laughs> and said the shelves are empty and then a sad face or a crying face. Yeah. And, um, and and so I was like, dude, I have literally two boxes of 30 odd six, like 150 grain soft point, which is like absolutely perfect for deer. You know, here. And I mean, he brought me like a ton. He brought me like four buckets of brass, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like I when was I going to get to that 30 odd six, 150 grain, you know, soft tip loads probably yeah. not in the next 10 years
0: yeah that's what we in the south call horse trading
1: yeah exactly exactly and the way i look at it is, is you know as long as it's like mutually beneficial like yeah. both people feel like they're that's like they're you know happy are you happy are you happy well i don't know i just i make me use like a back rub or something you know <laughs> okay uh, let me see what else I can do. But I'm <laughs> had to make no it homo. no homo. <laughs> no homo, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, I, I I try to work with people as much as I can. Yeah. And I that's, think that's part of the reason why I have so many people text me, DM me, or email me. I there's a couple of people that still use email. I don't use it that much. Um yeah but uh you know asking me like hey i got this doing this or what is this real is this correct i had uh somebody asked me the other day they were like i've got these 90 grain lehigh bullets for sale and i bought 200 of them um can i load those (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah you can load them 90 grains is gonna be rocking though
0: yeah dude
1: i mean that's gonna be moving and then they decided to put it in an AR uh, 9, you know, PPC. Ooh, sweet. You know, with like an eight inch barrel. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, dude. <laughs> you see, uh,
0: Ruger's making those now. You see the PC charger?
1: Oh, really? I know. Pretty I didn't neat, see that. dude. Good, yeah. good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I'm all about that. I get really that shit out sense. there, man.
0: Yeah. It, it's pretty slick and they've got it where yeah. it t- it'll take the, um, like the SR series pistol mags, but then they, they also ship it with, um, a Magwell adapter. So it'll take a uh, Glock mags.
1: Oh yeah. See, I, to <laughs> me, I'm, you know, I, I listened to you and clay talk about Glock mags and, um, I thought to myself, um, yeah it it really is about the mags it's it's about the mags it's about interoperability um and it's about the reliability functionability but yes i I built some pretty (laughs) i built some pretty cool i built some pretty cool glocks you know just simply because you know i i did the work i put a shit ton of rounds through glocks over the years i've carried one since 1991 um you know i i when i when i was in First, I was in the guard, and I was a cop for a year ish, and then um, and then I went active duty, right? And in that process, you know, I had um, I was issued a Glock twenty two as my duty weapon, and then I had one of those like Le kind of sales, like you can't turn this down. It's like only three hundred ten dollars or three hundred fifteen dollars for
0: blue label. Yeah, for
1: for a glock 23 yeah so i got that glock 23 and do you know to this day i still have it
0: that's my that's my edc
1: yeah well and i did the nine millimeter conversion and you know now it's my wife's gun i mean she loves it yeah she's like oh and i have her shoot some of the other glocks she's like i don't like those i like this one better
0: (laughs) yeah my wife won't (laughs) shoot it if it's not suppressed
1: (laughs) oh yeah no this is like this is a gen two you know no um no you know, rail on the front or anything. Know. I mean, it's literally like, you know, Gen 1 was like super, super plain. Not many people have Gen 1s, but Gen 2s were a pretty common uh, in the early 90s. Um, it's just that most people didn't stick with it. And so Gen 3s is what, you know, most people consider old Glocks now. That's what all mine are. Yeah, I have all Gen 3s. I have zero Gen 4s, mm. zero. No. And it's simply because the interoperability between Gen three and Gen four is not not there. Mm-hmm. You can't take a Gen four slide and put it on a Gen three lower. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I don't like that uh, lack of interoperability. So for me, all my Glocks are all Gen threes. I prefer them. I mean, all my kids' Glocks, my wife's Glocks, my Glocks, my spare Glocks, my you know, my maybe I shoot once a year Glock. They're all Gen threes that's the way i that's the way to do it and then the the other way to do it is to buy magazines 10 at a time oh yeah just bite the bullet and just do them you know find a sale and do like 10 you know of the 17 rounders if you're nine millimeter um and then every now and then you, you know make sure you uh don't just have the pmag magazines make sure you have some glock mags too because i have found better reliability from glock magazines than i have p mags yeah this, I,
0: don't even, I haven't even bought any of those that's all, I'll only bought um, the glock ones
1: yeah glock magazines are better they're yeah. and, and if, especially if you're in georgia you know you can find them a little easier yeah um but uh but yeah i i do have the p mags though i i love the uh the p the 21 rounders oh yeah those things are freaking awesome i love them although glock is now making i think what is it a it's a 22 two rounder or I know, a 20 that's, for, I know
0: that's for the 40 cal
1: no so, no no. they're making a nine oh, millimeter 20 um, or 21 or 22 round yeah I, I saw one the other day and of course they wanted like 35 bucks for it and I'm like yeah I don't know yeah but um but yeah because I get the Glock 21s at like 15 bucks a piece you know yeah. the Glock had, the 21 rounders I had bought like right before
0: Sandy Hook. I had bought like ten of the thirty-three rounders.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's good to have those. I, I have. I sold.
0: I sold half of them during San, the whole.
1: I have the ETS ones yeah. um, simply because those things don't break either.
0: Yeah, and people I mean, offering me money for them. They're like, because you couldn't get them anymore during that time, and they're like, I oh, go, I've got some. They're mine, and they're like, right. I'll give you seventy-five dollars for it right now for one of them. Like, all right, I only. I paid 20 but okay
1: yeah yeah they they um they have not really gone down in price i think they still sit around 39.99 yeah yeah about 40 bucks you know for those 33s like who do you think have, are
0: cz geez
1: yeah exactly yeah so i have um i have some of the ets magazines i i did one of those things where i was like my wife is gonna love me because i'm i'm saving money right so like that <laughs> in my mind, that's what I create. Right. In my, time? I have my own reality. Right. I mean, I am a collapsitarian, so I create my own reality <laughs> and, um, and I'm like, Oh, my wife is going to be so proud of me. I saved all this money, you know? And, and I went and I went in on one of those, like 10, 10 magazines. They were all the 31 rounders or I think it were 31s, ETS. And, um, and, and I, I bought the whole lot, you know, 10, and I think I got them for like, like eleven ninety nine a piece or something. I mean, just something oh, nice. stupid, stupid cheap, right? Yeah. And I got them and I was like, oh, my wife is going to be so happy. She's going to be so happy that I didn't go out and buy those really expensive 33-round Glock mags. And she looks at me and she's like, these look weird. And I was like, well, they're clear. And so you can see through and see how many rounds are in them. And she's like, they remind me of those weird, clear, Phones that when you when it rung <laughs> it the light would stuff? come on and it would yeah. flash. She's like, I don't like it. Literally, yeah. that was that was that it, it was like, here's the pin, there's my balloon, boom. <laughs> like, Dude, the balloon was popped, phones. it was gone. I, I, I was had like, one of those oh. phones. Oh, uh, <laughs> you I gotta was, be kidding me.
0: When I was a kid, I had one. it and then someone she had this girl was calling me in at night because waking me up man I broke that thing I ripped it out of the wall.
1: <laughs> well this is what I this is what I told her. I was like, okay, so uh, I and I went out and I bought some P mag like 27. Yeah the 27 rounders or whatever. Yeah. You know, because I try not to make them so ridiculously long that um that they that they they end up falling out of a mag pouch. Right. So I right. do the uh I do the H S G I um And the tactical tailor mags that Mm -hmm. have, or mag pouches that have the plastic clip in the very bottom, that when you stick the mag in, it actually retains it. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, you don't end up losing it. And then, of course, those packs also come with the flap, the Velcro flap, and it's removable. So they're expensive mag pouches, but they're good. You know they're they're worth it and they're um adaptable. I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, if you can so find I, them, they're about thirty something. Yeah, if each. You find, right? If you can find, right? bottom them.
1: Oh, I have a four, I have one that's like a four, so yeah. it's a, a quad pack. Right, and that's what I'm I, I, I meant. keep it on. I keep it on the back of my range bag because those that's where I don't like going to the range and then saying, "Oh shit, I know I have empty mags here somewhere" because. You know, when I roll the range, I'm not rolling with empty mags and I don't plan on going back with empty mags. So, you know, I, I try to maintain like a certain number of empty mags that I use for range practice and also dry, uh, dry fire practice. And then everything else is just always full. So mm-hmm. I, I try not to have like a ton of empty mags just laying around. If I have carry ammo available, then they're going to be full. The only ones that I don't do that with are my P mags. I'm looking, I think I have about 30 that are empty right now. I have these big, these big, uh, big black and yellow totes. Yeah. And I, I yeah. And I, I store uh, my mags in them. And then since this, uh, since this, you know, I managed to get a decent price on M855 I, I went ahead and, Took one of them and loaded it up, which is what you heard me doing earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a couple, I have a couple challenges on my, on my mind, and maybe you have some thoughts. But I have a, I have the, my oldest stepson, and um, he'll end up listening to this podcast at some point. I have the oldest stepson, and um, and I have the challenge of trying to get him his m4 and his glock pistol to him in the middle of all of this he's on the east coast so we're trying to figure out how we're going to do this and i don't want to give away too many details but probably it's going to end up being one of those road trips because i can't fly with enough guns that i think i would need if i'm (laughs) stranded on the east coast Right. And the shit goes down. You know what I'm saying? I I, I literally can't drive with enough. Like, I, I mean, I can't fly with enough, right? But I, I'm even doubting if I can drive with enough just because of the load, you know, yeah. the amount, you know, weight-wise and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, body armor and guns, and my wife is going to complain. She's like, I don't have room for my shoes, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> that, so, it's like that book, The Survivor's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> i'm gonna need a trailer to tow behind our new car right because my wife just got a she just she, you know i'm really proud of her she saved money she bought a car with cash and it was time it was time to get a new new ish new to us car I, and i never buy like brand new because i think that's that's kind of a sucker's bet um just simply because you, you lose so much money driving off the lot. If you got a year-old car, you know what did you really lose if it has like ten thousand miles on it, right?
0: Yeah, I bought. Uh, I did buy my truck new, but it was um, December thirty-first of that year.
1: So right, so you got drive off the lot prices basically, or drove yeah. off the lot prices at that point. Yeah, and that's the only way yeah. to do it if, if you're going. If you have to do it that way, I think they
0: took like. 16,000 off of it
1: yeah yeah
0: like basically basically i got it for cost plus a thousand almost
1: yeah now i I paid cash for my land cruiser um but the it was kind of weird the way i did it because i went to my uh bank and they went ahead or credit union i can't remember which and they gave me basically like okay yeah this is how much money you want yeah here you go It wasn't even a vehicle loan. It was just like a personal loan. And um, and and then I went, I bought the the truck, the Land Cruiser, you know, cash in an envelope. It was kind of exciting because it was the first time I had actually bought something that was more than a thousand dollars with cash, like literally ever. And um, and so I I, you know, okay, done. You know, I mean I didn't even negotiate the price. I was so excited. You know, with the Land Cruiser, because it it was just, there were so many good things about it, even though it was a little rough, you know, like the, the, uh, the sunroof didn't work, you know, different things like that, right? Not a big deal. I didn't even care about the sunroof. I was going to cover it up with a, with a freaking rack anyway. So I didn't really care about that. So it was small things that were wrong with it. That weren't really a big deal to me. And so I was like, you know what? It's done. Done. Yeah. Here. You know, shut up and take my money was how I was feeling. And my wife was laughing. She's just like, you're, you're like giddy. And I was like, yes, I wanted a Land Cruiser for a really long time. And we're coming up on 10 years now with it. It's like a member of the family. And uh, and so I went ahead and I, I, I paid cash for it and everything. Um, and then I got back and we went and did our taxes. And it was like within a month of, of each other. And we ended up getting back enough to cover the loan and boom, <laughs> paid the loan right off. So it was like done.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: that, it was perfect. I mean, the timing was perfect. I And I think that year I had no idea what I was going to be getting in taxes back. And so like when I went and I bought it and then the taxes came in, it was like it was almost like it was a sign. Like God was telling me, yep, that was that was your truck. You you, you got it okay now pay it off yeah. so it's like done done i mean mine will be no, soon there was no deliberation whatsoever yeah
0: mine will be paid off soon my credit cards will be paid off soon so
1: yeah yeah that's something else i'll tell you what getting through this without emergency buying all the shit that i've thought that i've needed and i say thought that i've needed you know because i am a worst case scenario guy so i tend to plan you know probably what most people would say is excessive as i'm looking around at all the full ammo cans but but to a degree um it's it's probably it's probably better that um that i've done what i've done just simply because i look at it as like future investments because i don't think ammunition is going to be cheap again
0: unfortunately no Uh -uh.
1: i you know it let maybe we should mark this down as like um maybe we should mark this down on and this day was it november 4th november 5th eve right, right. remember remember so oh, november yeah in 2020 Skip said that ammunition is not going to go down in price or not going to be cheap. We're not going to have cheap ammo anymore. Like we're not going to do 16 cents around M193. I don't think we're going to have it again. Um, I remember buying M193 at like 15 cents around. Yeah. I, I just don't in bulk, of course, but I, I just don't think we're going to see that again for as long as we can remember. It's going to be a while. If, if it's five years, I think that that's optimistic.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Well, on that note, I, uh, I've got a heart out. I gotta be up. Oh, and, yeah. I gotta be up yeah. in the morning.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I remember those days. So I will, uh, thank you. Uh, you know what? It's been a good conversation. I hope, uh,
0: yeah. No, I, maybe we had some it.
1: memory lane time, but I think yeah. it's been good
0: all in all. Well, you know, sometimes it just, it, it's okay for it just to be in a, a normal conversation. There's yeah. A lot, there's I think uh, there's a whole lot of more of normal conversation that needs to be going on. So.
1: Well, and you know what, it's, it's nice to just like sit and, and like have those conversations instead of, you know, sitting here, fear-mongering, biting nails, looking at a television, which, you know, I don't have cable, but, you know, what a lot of people are probably doing is sitting and watching the news and waiting to see what's happening. And, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, my mind's made up. It's not really going to matter. You know, my course of action is the same.
0: Yeah. That's all it is. You just got to live your life. You know, you, you always prepare for the storm.
1: Yeah. And, uh,
0: you know, if the storm doesn't happen, then fine. Good,
1: good. (laughs) well and the other thing is too i'm helping other people you know it's not like i'm good so i don't care right right. i am helping other people i mean i'm still building guns for people right you know i'm still helping them with ammo i'm still helping them you know hey what is it you need let me see if i can find it for you you know and I, I have spare parts boxes that I'm still like, hey, you know, do you want to change out your uh, charging handle, you know, to like an ambidextrous charging handle? Do you want to, you know, because I I have extra parts, you know, through the course of time, and like you said, horse trading, you know, over time you end up with a whole bunch of stuff. You help a buddy move, and he's like, hey, uh, why don't you take that box? Thanks for helping me move, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got a 14 and a half uh Rainier arms uh
1: 223 wild barrel. I need to do something with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good barrel too. That's what I mine's... love Rainier arms. They're great. Yeah.
0: And this was yeah, this was their Remember when they used to have the three tiers? Yeah. Um mine was the middle. You okay. Know, one with the middle tier. I didn't want to do like a $400 barrel, but I did I did a $300 barrel. Yeah. You know, that was back in 2011.
1: So I have a Wilson combat 18 inch, uh, one in nine, uh, wild or no, it's a one in eight wild Yeah, and, um, it's stainless. Mm -hmm. So it's probably like a $400 barrel. Yeah. And, uh, my brother sent it to me he had messed the receiver up trying to take the barrel off mm-hmm. and i mean like messed it up like it's gone like it you know throw it in the garbage well, although i lock. did hang they it out it <laughs> well what it was is he didn't have the correct uh method to block and brace the uh, upper while he tried to remove it guys and yes they fraud. Yeah, and you're not supposed to use Loctite. You're supposed to use grease on yeah. uh, barrel nuts, but some, maybe some people use less grease than others. And so this thing was on there really good. I mean, it, it was on there, but I think what had happened is he put it on. Uh, so okay. it was really, really tight. Break it, break and it. Uh, it. yeah, it took a lot to get it off. And uh, when he went to take it off, it he ended up destroying the upper... So he nailed it to me like hey if you can fix this then it's yours so I have the barrel one of these days I might do an upper and do like a mark 12 or something with it
0: yeah I was gonna say like a SPR clone that'd be cool
1: yeah yeah just, I mean, you just know it's because it's, it's cool, because
0: why not you know yeah Isn't it's useful
1: like like we were talking about guns that you know maybe you don't need for the apocalypse but would kind of be nice to have
0: yeah I want an old school Colt commando in nine millimeter. <laughs> yeah just with yeah the, you know with the with the delta front and everything and the carry handle so, someday i want to have
1: cool. i want to have an hk 91 yeah for cool. no other reason but the fact that i remember seeing their ads in the back of soldier of fortune and thought they were cool as fuck yeah
0: oh, i want a psg1 just because when i used to play yeah metal gear solid
1: yeah. dude yeah <laughs> and uh, I want a BK one PS one. I want a BK one brute Becker knife. Yes. that'd be cool. He stopped making them like so long ago. And I think that they haven't made any since he worked, uh, since, since he had Camillus making their knives. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I see them and they're like priced at like 300, $325. And I'm just like, dude, fuck that. That's too heavy. You're, you're going to pay that much and have to lug that many pounds of knife around. No, I'm not doing that, <laughs> but it would be cool as shit to have one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, cool brother. Well, I appreciate you coming on and
1: absolutely. It's a good convo, man.
0: Good. Just, it's just good to talk to people.
1: So. Good. Good. Yeah. I had a good time too, man. It was well, good cool. talking to you.
0: You too. Stay safe. Take out care, there. brother. You too. Keep, keep in your touch. Powder
1: dry. Yeah. Keep your powder dry.
0: Always. You too, buddy.
1: All right. Thanks, brother.